Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Live Love Memphis Group, the real estate agency, is here. They want all the smoke in the real estate world. And that market, they know it. At, the, at, the, at its best, at its worst, in between, constantly evolving, constantly shifting. So what was true a week ago or a month ago or two months ago is probably no longer true today that could be good that could be bad let them tell you what it all means let them make sense of the market for you in doing that they are going to help you make the most money for your home that's just the way it works so you want to do that you want to make the most money for your home give the live love memphis team sold at livelovememphis.com yeah you've probably seen heard some other agencies ads that are going to offer you a guarantee to sell your home but that guarantee is sometimes going to come with stipulations, a contracted length of listing, a discounted price. Jim, the Live Love Memphis Group at the real estate agency, they don't offer that type of guarantee. Here's why. Because you shouldn't be locked into a contract term and you shouldn't be mired with stipulations. What they're going to guarantee you is that they're going to work their butts off for you tirelessly, relentlessly. And Jennifer Carsonson is going to get you the most money for your home. Trust us when we say that. And that's in any market. My market four years ago, this market here. Now in 2022, and she knows the market. So again, call her, 901-625-5200. Very important number, 625-5200. Again, the Live Love Memphis team, they're fantastic at what they do. We promise you that. It's the Live Love Memphis and Live Love DeSoto teams at the real estate agency. Around this time, we do the rundown. Let's go. Now, it's the rundown presented by ExploreStLouis.com. The biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. Busy weekend for Memphis basketball. Had to take a drink of all the activity, right? Mm-hmm. Comings and goings for that basketball program. Really, right now, just a coming. coming. Just a coming. No goings, right? Yeah. Um, Ian Granha. It was a 6'8 big from Spain, played basketball in the Czech Republic. That's the thing about Europe, right? Everything's kind of like a hop, skip, and a jump. It ain't that far. So it feels like it might be, it's probably like a three-hour train ride. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like the dif- distance from yeah. Memphis to, you know, Missouri. I'm going to do that one day. You know, it's like you don't you don't really look at somebody from Missouri that differently than you look at somebody from Tennessee, right? It's like the same thing, kind of in a way, mm-hmm. right? Um, regardless, I'm not here to reconcile your feelings about yeah, Europe. Don't get off task here. You know, my, my whole objective is to tell you about Ian Granha. Thank you. Average nine points a game for a club that neither of us will attempt to. I didn't even try. Yeah, to, to, to pronounce. That's not important. doesn't matter where he came from, right? It matters where he's going. Uh, shot, what, 26% from three uh, was that percentage there. But I will say, saw some clips. There's two observations. What is, who's he playing against, right? He's playing against some custodians, really, you know? I mean, that's kind of the thing there um, that you notice. Two, though, I will be complimentary, I will say. Like, he's got some smoothness, some fluidity, some natural movement to his game. The stroke looks good. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like a natural, you know, jumper. It, it looks like, like, you know, hey, if you shoot like that every time, your percentages should be good. You know, like it, it's kind of confusing that um, they they weren't exactly. So, you know, that leaves one spot for the Memphis basketball program too, if Lomax decides. Right. If Lomax is back in, but I don't think anybody at this point expects otherwise, right? Mm-hmm. I think people expect Lomax back in the fold for the University of Memphis. And Jason was saying over the break how high he is on this. Pickup, uh, you know, on, on this side for me. Jason was eating tops during the break. Uh, it, it, more question marks 
Um, mm. You know, because I, I do think like every t- guy you take, every scholarship that Penny Hardaway uses, like okay, what what's he? What's that guy doing? What's he going to provide Memphis with next season? I feel like I have a pretty good grasp of the starting five. I know what Alo is even going to bring. I know what Jonathan Lawson is capable of doing. Um, Jaden is a senior, and like when he's out there, he can make some plays for you and shot really well from three last year. Elijah McCadden is a six man, you know. Malcolm Dandridge, I, I know what you want him to be. You know, I know what you think he is. What it, what he'll ultimately be might be two different things. But you know, again, senior, big, dunked on Chet Holmgren. Lifetime scholarship. I'm dunk on you if you want. If you want him to, he tried on Twitter, little, didn't little John, he? Yeah. He tried to dunk on me on Twitter, but you know that was just a he got he got he got hung by the rim. He just got hung by the rim on that one. Um, so I know what most of those guys are, are are bringing to the table. This this young man, I don't know. I I and again, I'm open to being uh, surprised by it. I just I just look at these things skeptically, right? Um, Memphis does not have a long track record, even as a university, like beyond Penny Hardaway's tenure, with foreign players, um, because it, it's 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 difficult, you know. Like whoever is responsible for recruiting him is basically going to have to like be with him, <laughs> like all the time, you know, as he's acclimating to the university and to this, and that's the way it should be, you know. You're going all across the world to go play somewhere you've never been. Um, you know that that's the the minimum I would expect. They got enough staff over there. They got they can deal with that and all the the learning. Well, that's where Larry him. would help. Oh, now we need Larry for this kid, man. Please, <laughs> that's where Larry. You know, Larry coached okay. over. Uh, he coached over in Europe, so I remember he knows how to sort of handle the foreign piece. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, better than Rashid on that Zoom, bro. Yeah, and you know what's Rashid going to do now? Who knows? It's a good question. Um, but yeah, so in terms of the kid, um, I don't expect him to make a lot of noise this season. I don't think the opportunity is there for him at all. I think what you're hoping for in a best case scenario is that he red shirts and uh, do Yeah. I hope his people understand that that, right. that could be a very big possibility. Yeah. Like, you know, you're, uh, you know, maybe he's DJ Steffens from Spain. You know, maybe he comes in as an as an unheralded prospect. And- so this is how unlikely I feel like it is. Keontae Kennedy's going to be twenty two, or he, he, excuse me, he's yeah, he's going to be twenty two like tomorrow. It looks like uh, uh, DeAndre Williams is going to be twenty six, I believe, in October. Emmanuel Acott and Kendrick Davis are both twenty three years old. You have got what appears to uh, what it looks like is going to be one of the uh, most experienced slash oldest roster in college basketball this year. And that's what Penny Hardaway wanted to do. Here you're bringing a 19-year-old unproven that's played overseas to John's point. You know, the, the huge learning curve here. But asking that 19-year-old to go inside a group of 22, 23, 26-year-olds and go be a contributor, it's going to be tough. And I hope, again, that his camp realizes that. I mean, they had to have looked at the roster beforehand, and more importantly, the ages right. of guys, that it, it could be a very slow process. And indeed, something that might require a redshirt year for you. Again, Penny doesn't have much in terms of the in the cupboard in terms of young guys, right? So if this is a stash guy that you want to develop, sort of like you did Jonathan Lawson last year, okay, understood. But his people got to understand that as well, Granha's folks, because again, what you see a lot of times, guy red shirts, he's not coming back. Uh, John Camden, those situations, and so again, you're bringing in a very young, unproven prospect into a situation where you've got the pecking order sort of set with a much older guys, so yep. it's going to be tough, certainly for Granha in year one. That said, if he shoots the ball like he does in those clip video, in those clips, John, uh, that'll be his ticket out there. Yeah, <clears throat> and it's just the I, I think what you have to make sure of when you're when both parties are agreeing to this, right, is that both parties are comfortable with the range of outcomes. You know, mm-hmm. like. Yes, it's exciting to commit. It's exciting to get a scholarship. It's exciting to be playing basketball at a place like the University of Memphis. But are you really like, like you were playing quote unquote professionally, right? A year. Are you cool with not playing at all? You know, 
Are, are, are you guys, are, you know. Well, maybe maybe they're cool with the practices. John, frankly, I think the practices over here in Memphis will be more competitive than what he's been in, it sounds like to me. And maybe, again, it's a year of development for him where he's in a, a, a college system with a guy who uh, has, you know, developed college, not just college prospects, but NBA guys. And so you get a year in a system, right, right for him. And maybe that's what the, the team wants for, for this kid, for Granha. To that point, you got to have a spot if you're Penny Hardaway. The other part about it, remember we were saying, okay, well, what if you're saving two open scholarships for IARP and the chances that they pull one of those well, with just one open, if that comes back down, we may have to revisit. Right. Um, I just think, okay, th- this seems like maybe it's a solid long-term plan here. But again, planning long-term in college basketball these days, a lot of times it's a, it's, it's a futile exercise because guys can, can move on and transfer even after redshirt years. So, again, going to be tough to contribute early. We'll see if it pays off down the road. Yeah, and like another thing that just like worries me about it too is that Penny hasn't seen him play in person. You know, all he's seen is tape. Well, had, then you don't get him for the entire for the summer workouts, John. Exactly. So, so now you're going to get him in August, yep. where the other guys have been together for June and July. And no, it wasn't necessarily practices, but it was workouts where those guys were together. Now, to your point about Penny not seeing them, you don't you won't get a real feel until exactly sort right. of you know mid to late August right. here <laughs> on terms of what he can even do. Yep. And then when you got you got to get him out there in practice before you find out whether this guy can contribute. Or right. Not. And the way it works is like this is just how it works in college basketball. Like one of the assistants on the staff, one of the personnel people on the staff say, "Hey, I got this kid who is really good. He's done. He could do this. He could do that. He could do he, this. Is what the, you know that person saying to Penny? Penny saying, okay, let me see him. Show him some tape.' Penny says, I like what I see. Can we get him? La la la. Call is made. Kid commits to Memphis. Here we go.'" But there's always a risk when that happens for any coach, for any player, of buyer's remorse in that sense. I don't mean buyer in the sense of like you pay for him, but just in terms of like taking him. Like, are you going to have like taker's remorse when he gets here and shows up? And like maybe he struggles, maybe he's behind, maybe he, he struggles with the speed, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, the other thing that we talked about too is like, regardless of, like, he might be the best shooter on the planet. David Winget was a really good shooter when he was coming out of high school too. He couldn't guard, and so he never saw the floor. Can this kid guard? Can he can he stay in front of his man? Can he, you know, rotate defensively? The like Penny's playing those dudes. He's shown that. You know? Like with the exception, honestly, of Tyler and even Tyler's minutes were very hit or miss. Like he's playing dudes that he knows are gonna guard and can guard all the time. That's who's gonna play the most minutes for Penny Hardaway, right? We know Jonathan Lawson's gonna be a better defender than this kid. He just is, right? No, oh, he's been in there too. That too. That's an advantage. Yeah. Elijah McCadden. Not just know. this year and this summer, but the last year and practicing as a redshirt. Jaden has the advantage over him because he's a senior and he's Penny's son. Um, you know, Dandridge we know is is playing because he's a big. That's nine. Um, so that's why to me it doesn't make sense unless it's for the future. Unless you're planning, okay, I'm, we're going to lose a lot of wings too, well, and yeah. so I'm putting this guy in the program to develop him for future years, a la Jonathan Lawson. Right. Frankly, I just feel because like you don't have you don't many of those. You college basketball anymore, though. You know, like like you just don't see guys who come to a who commit for two years. They just say, "I'm coming for a year, and then I'm just going to leave." You know, if I don't like the situation, because normally the situation does not improve. Like again, I don't think you want to replace a, replace the roster every single year. No, you're I go- agree. You're going to need some things in between, and I don't think Penny shifted the gears here. Where he's just doing the transfers, I think. I think we'll see a balancing out of it. You wrote about this this year. Yes, until now, you didn't have anybody committed for this year, this this season. No freshman. Now you've. We're thinking this guy's going to be a freshman. Now you do. I still think it's going to be a balancing, a sort of a going back to that. You got to have something in between, John. It's too much pressure on you every off season to go back and and refill slots. Yeah, and again, then you're dealing with chemistry every single year. Okay. Uh, again, I think the best programs have a mix of both. Yes, I agree. In a perfect world, that's what that's the way this goes. In a perfect world, this kid comes here, doesn't expect to play that much, you know, if at all. Because I just don't see how he's going to get out there. And then in a year, with development, with weight training, with yeah. understanding what Penny wants and, and his demands, you know, that he is able to, you know, step in and, and, and be that specialist, right, mm-hmm. and to be that – I mean, I don't think there's any risk. I mean, the only reason why we're talking about it in these terms is because it is an international prospect, and so there's just more that comes with that. You know, there's just more of a commitment, I think, from both parties than just getting a kid over from West Memphis. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, if it works out, it's, all right. it's fine. He'll just go back over the bridge. You know, um, so that's just the, that. That's the that's the difference here, and uh, I hope it works out. Um, you know, who who knows? Uh, it just it just feels like. Both parties are going to probably patience is the name of, of is the word of the day. 
you know. Um, and also the Memphis fan, like I, I think people understand that too, right? <clears throat> Especially given what's on the roster. I was talking to somebody yesterday uh, nationally who, uh, and it's just funny how this works. Uh, they don't, they, they say, you know, Memphis is going to be good next year? I said, what are you talking about? I said, yeah, I don't think Memphis is going to be very good. I, I said, you're, you're, you're crazy. You know, it's when when Memphis isn't making these big splashes in recruiting, it's like they just don't register nationally. Well, but probably won't be ranked to start the year top twenty five. Yeah. To that person's to your point, most of the time they, they've been around that or in there. Yeah. At least to start the year and sort of been going backwards to start. They'll they'll have to earn their way and it feels like this year. But the other interesting thing that this person said and I can't give up names here, but he was talking to a prominent transfer that didn't end up at Memphis this year. And he asked this person to rank the schools that he was considering based on NIL, right? Mm -hmm. And this guy unequivocally, without a hesitation, said Memphis. Memphis. Memphis had the best. Memphis had the best. Which is just like, I think we kind of thought that, you know? Like we kind of, we've sort of known that, that Memphis has a great, I thought you had them on a list where they were thirteenth on a list. Yeah, they were like they were weeks. Yeah, so, so that's nationally. I thought. Yeah, yeah, so but it but it does like it does sort of like I you know I think Memphis should lean into that, you know, embrace that because it's how it's let's be real it's how you get Kendrick Davis right. Mm-hmm. I mean that's kind of he's getting a, a big nil deal. We know that it's what you told DeAndre Williams. Hey, come back. You're going to have an nil deal. Right. You know. So um, I, I I just I, I thought that was kind of interesting, but yeah. Just because Memphis hasn't had a flashy recruiting year, at least in terms of high school kids, I actually think it's going to be the best thing for them because they're going to sneak up on people now, and I think they're going to surprise a lot of national pundits who would otherwise be coming into this year saying, oh, here we go again. Memphis gets a bunch of flashy kids, and they're going to be ranked in the top 20, and they're going to disappoint. I don't blame anybody that says uh, nationally that says Memphis got to go prove it to me this year. Yeah. And, and we started to see some of that last year. I mean, there, there were guys that – you know, in the AP poll that were voting and didn't have Memphis in, we some of us said they were crazy. So I, I think you've already seen that start in terms of okay, go prove it. We've seen Memphis get off to slow starts, fall out of the top twenty-five before. I'm not, and, and I'm not going to hold it against folks that do that. Um, again, you have a new team in many ways, clearly, but I think what I think the difference is now you've got a point guard in terms of the stall, the, the straw that stirs the drink, mm-hmm. uh, very experienced in these matters. And again, can do both scoring and facilitating. I think that that's a big difference than what you've had previously in that spot. So Absolutely. I think that's what's going to help the chemistry develop faster. Next story. All right, this got to be from the got to be more to this story file. Uh, Oklahoma f- assistant football coach Kale Gundy. He's the brother of Mike Gundy. Uh, retired mm-hmm. uh, due to uttering a shameful and hurtful word in a meeting. Here's some of the details. I'm, I, I'm, I'm almost positive that there has to be more to this story. Uh, but Kale Gundy, who had been with the Sooners for over a couple of decades, I think going, going way back, has resigned after he says he uttered a shameful and hurtful word during a team meeting last week. Gundy explained the situation in a lengthy statement on his social media page last night, saying he inadvertently used the word while reading off a player's iPad in a film session. did say what the word was, but we've all deduced um, that it, it was a racial slur. I instructed my players to take notes, said the 50-year-old who had uh, just been tapped this offseason to coach the receivers for the Sooners. I noticed a player was distracted. Here's the uh, interesting. And picked up his iPad and read aloud the words that were written on his screen. The words displayed had nothing to do with football. He continued, one particular word that I should never under any circumstance have uttered was displayed on the screen. In that moment, in the moment, I did not even realize what I was reading, and as soon as I did, I was horrified. Gunny didn't say, as we said, which word he used, but he did say it was shameful, hurtful. The unfortunate reality is that someone in my position can cause harm without ever meaning to do so. In that circumstance, a man of character accepts accountability. I take responsibility for my mistake, and I apologize. Um, OU head coach Brent Venables, the new head coach there, obviously, uh, accepted the, uh, the stepping down of Coach Gundy, and uh, everybody's moving on. But doesn't it feel like here – that there there has to be more to this. Like I, you're not in the room, obviously, so you didn't hear the reaction. We have no gauge of what kind of reaction it got when he read it aloud. Mm-hmm. But this was something on someone else's iPad. 
something else that he something he hadn't typed. He's reading it aloud to make an example of this guy who's clearly distracted during this meeting, and he reads it. And I realize, listen, when we uh, we talk about you know uh, 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 rap music, and we ask white folks, hey, when you get to the N word, don't say it, right? You see what uh, that, that that's part of it. it's sort of like an understood rule. But this would seem different in this situation where he's trying to make an example in front of the team. He hasn't read everything that comes out. And so to step down off this, again, it wasn't your words. You didn't come up with it yourself. To, to step down off this tells me there must be more. I just I feel like there must be more to this story. That, again, you would give up two decades of coaching at Oklahoma, a place you've obviously given a ton to, through different head coaches now. I think he, I think he joined with Bob Stoops back in 99. Right. You clearly love that Oklahoma. You could be coaching with your brother, right. quite frankly. You've been here and off of this word that, no, it shouldn't be uttered. But, again, you're reading what a, another player has either written or had sent to him. I just The idea that you have to step down for this when it, it it wasn't your words, you intended to use it. I just I don't understand. There seems to be I, I'm I'm missing something in terms of the offense. It feels like to make this you know worthy out to make this warrant him stepping down. I'll be honest with you. Well, so don't you think then that mm-hmm. his story is bunk? I mean, don't you think he's obviously not tell, he's not what, what I'm saying is there there has to be more to it. Yes. Yeah. Now you've had others like Joe Mixon and and folks come forward and say this guy isn't a racist. You've you've had black folks come to right. his defense and say, listen, he shouldn't be stepping down. Right. So well, black and, and, folks came to Joey Solopec's defense too. Well, do we do we have an official word on what happened there? No. I mean, it just kind of like is. I mean, it's just out there. But but again. Joey Solopec goes out with, you know, to, to talk about Draymond term, Green. Yeah. It's his own term, right? Uh, different term, but his own term. Mm-hmm. That's d- different than this story where what, you're reading something that's on another man's yeah. iPad. Again, according to it, your, your point, according to your story. Right. Now, maybe somebody within the, the program comes out with a different story, but that's why I started with this, there must be more to it in terms of the way he said it or what he said afterwards. Like he said, though, he ran up on the word, didn't even know it was there, just read it aloud, well, so do we, and we, it comes so out. So do we, we, we assume or know that it was the N-word? Um, I think we've, we've all deduced that it's the right. N-word, yes. So, so, because Joe Mixon in this thing says that uh, Coach Gundy is not a racist. Right. Again, like Joe Mixon is the best judge of character, no. But that said, uh, he's stepping forward for a guy he played for. So I don't, says he's not a racist, so we're assuming it was the... The, the racial slur. I don't believe for one second that you don't realize what you're doing there. That you can just look down and read a screen and just utter that word without, like, in your brain thinking, oh, this is a word that I should not repeat even if it is on this screen, right? Mm-hmm. That might be the issue, you know? The issue is you see that word and you don't even think. You don't even pause for a second to ask yourself, I know it's on the screen. I know this kid was distracted in practice. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm going to – maybe he emphasized it. Maybe he kept going on. That's why the, there, there has to be something with yeah. the way it was – or did you stop? Did you pause? Right. Did you repeat it? You know, what, that, that's why there has to be – it feels like there because has to you be can't more to convince it me. from the story that he's telling You can't us. convince mm-hmm. me. Now, look, I never played football, right? I could have if I had tried to because I'm him when it comes to that kind of thing. Like, I could have been, like, one of the greatest – who's the white receiver that they did the movie on that Mark Wahlberg was? Oh, yeah, for the Eagles. Yeah, I could have been him. His name. I could have been him. He barely made it. But I could have been – I could have barely made it. Kick back or something? I could have barely made it. But what you can't convince me of, Jason? Vince uh, Papel. Papel? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. What, what was the show? It was Invincible, Invincible in 2006 yeah. with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, they, they'd have called me Mr. Invincible, man. Look at that white receiver go. I think you might want to let Pew. that one go in terms of using it as an example or anywhere in that context. You got, even if it's on a screen, you probably stay away. You know, that you probably got caught. You know? Yeah, but what, my point I was going to make was you can't convince me that over the years, now maybe it doesn't happen as much now, but before the age of social media, mm-hmm. that football coaches just said to their players whatever they wanted to say. You know, racial slurs included, right? So I could see, like in ni- in like 2005, at the advent of texting, that a player gets his phone taken up and the coach just reads whatever's on the screen, whatever the word is, you know. 
But that's not what you can do in 2022. Like, there has to be a better baseline of respect. Now, look, the player may not have been offended, right? The player himself may not have cared. But there might have been somebody in that room who did. There might have been a university official who did. And in the end, you're not a football coach when you're at the University of Oklahoma. It had, it had to be something about the way he dealt with the word once he read it that he's not telling the whole story on. Clearly, Venables, I mean, you're, something accepting, is missing. you're accepting his resignation. If you thought, exactly. okay, there, there, there's – there's not enough here. You're not going to accept yep. the resignation. I will say, here, here's most important, Coach, Coach Gundy is not, and our Pete is not. This is from Mixon, who went out of his way to write this about uh, uh, about Kale Gundy. And our Pete is not a racist in any way, nor has a racist bone in his body, mind, or soul. I grew up in the Bay Area and went to school, obviously, in Oklahoma. I know racists. I have witnessed both obvious and discreet forms of racism, I have known and detested even more actual racists. Coach Gundy is the furthest thing from this type of person. I spent every day for the thousand days I was in Norman with him, and I never saw anything that would lead anyone to believe this or think this. Now, to your point, um, you know, you know, black folks have stepped up before uh, when we thought we've had some cases like this in defense of the uh, of the person who violated or stepped across the trust line, used the N word, whatever it is. Um, so, so maybe not surprising that you have some, but again. Venables is not accepting the resignation unless something else went down. So with the way there's the word a report that uh, the incident got elevated to the administration of Oklahoma by somebody. Now we don't know who it was. We don't know uh, whether it was a, play, a a different player in that room because you know, according to I don't know if this is the the Oklahoman or whoever, but according to somebody that they talked to, all the players in the room, including the players that had the iPad, did go to bat for him. But somebody took that to the president. Like or the AD, right? And that's when they said, "This is no longer in your hands. We can't have." I this. wondered if he questioned the use of it by black folks among black folks when he. Oh, I can see red. that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Why, is why it okay do y'all, for y'all use to this word? Or that maybe that, or why do y'all use this right. word? Y'all start using this word, yeah. and I just there had to be some of that other than just you came up on the word. There, there, again, start this story with there has to be more to it. And I just suspect dude's been well, there for 22 years. I mean, come on, man, man. since '99. Yeah. I mean, something isn't right. I, I, I mean, there's something missing. But to here. that point, you said folks in the room stood up for him. Right. You said his team stood up for well, him. That so like, but like in but the somebody end, else takes it to the right, right. person, yep. and they're saying, no, no, we can't have any of this involved in our program. And in the case of, you know, Gundy, who can probably go get another job with his brother at some point, um, he says, you know what, this ain't, this ain't worth it uh, to try to end this from being a huge story. I'll just step down. Again, there, there's got to be more. It'll be interesting to see if we if we get more as it goes on. But Kale Gundy stepped down from Oklahoma. It's going to be the receivers coach, I think we said, this year. Yeah. Been there since 99 uh, over the use of a word that hadn't been stated but looks like it's a racial slur. And, again, uh, read it off the iPad of one of his players. We'll see if we get more on this as it, uh, as it develops. Next story. All right, so we mentioned it earlier that the, uh, of course, the uh, you know event, the golf events coming to uh, to town. The FESJC is coming to town this week, and I, I saw it all. It's kind of cool when you drive by, you know, and and sort of see see the happenings and you know and all of that. Um, there is some news though. I don't know if you peep this, uh, but the PGA Tour uh, has filed a motion in federal court to keep three live golfers out of the FedEx Cup playoffs beginning. Uh, with this week's FESJC, those players are Taylor Gooch, Matt Jones, and Hudson Swafford. I know you had those very high on your golfers in 2022. Sure did. Some guys who were going to really take off, right? Um, but in a motion filed in U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California on Monday, attorneys representing the PJ Tour called the players' injunction request legally baseless, which is what how they responded, of course. A hearing to consider the players' motion for a temporary restraining order is scheduled for Tuesday in San Jose, California. I think this brings up an interesting dilemma, right? We've talked a lot about live this offseason. We've talked a lot about, you know, what what the future of the PGA Tour is. And you're dealing with two guys here and Jason and myself who yes. don't really care, okay? So we'll say that on the front end, right? Neither one of us particularly cares about the future of the PGA Tour or live. They could both go away. And I think you and I would be able to get to sleep pretty comfortably tonight. That being said, do we not think that there's going to have to be a way for both to coexist? Like PGA is going to have to capitulate a little bit here to, to you know, for the for the sanctity and the and the protection of its own game. I mean, we were texting about the field this morning, and it's a good field. It's not like it's a bad field. Yeah, it's still got your guy Ricky Fowler in it. Yeah, um, JT's here. But like that's just right now. That's just, I mean, this all just kind of happened, 
You know, I mean, who who's to say what it could look like in six months or nine months or a year from now? You know, so is it not incumbent well, upon the PJ Tour to say, okay, fine, you can play in both? Uh, I think when this initially started, we said at some point you're going to have to come to some sort of settlement. And right now it feels like Liv's getting more leverage by the day with who's going over, who's still talking about going over. Uh, in the Cam Smith now, in that one, although he said right now he's PGA, that one's still being debated about whether or not he'll go over. So I think at some point it behooves you if you're the PGA. you got to come to some sort of settlement. Uh, again, I'm interested to see that how it affects our tournament here in Memphis going forward. Looks like this year you're still going to put be able to put on a pretty good tournament. What is it? 122. Uh, uh, most of the world's top golfers in that 122. Yep. Uh, again, Ricky Fowler's among the group, so you've got some headliners in there. Looks like to me they've got another fantastic event this year, different than the WGC. It's now FedEx Cup playoffs. Right, mm-hmm. you've changed formats a little bit, but in terms of the coming years, what you're going to be able to get that to me seems like, especially as you know, th- this tug of war between Liv and the PGA, um, that to me is the question mark. You've 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 sort of salvaged still, and in salvaging, put together a great tournament. It feels like this year again for the city, but is it going to continue to be as great in coming years? I think right. there's some serious question marks about that. Yeah, no, I I I do, and and, and we'll miss Phil, who's not here. Yeah, and everybody we'll writes Phil. about every year, you know. Uh, writes about every year about how much he loves coming here. Yeah, Bro- I mean Brooks, you know, Kepka's not here. DeChambeau was a big deal when he was here. Yeah, people. Yeah. I, I'm not. A, I'm news. not really a fan of him though. But um, people went out there for him. No, they did. Point, no, and he, yeah, and he, he followed his group. He was a newsmaker because of yeah. his foolishness. Quite him frankly. and Jeff Calkins. But if if Bryson, like I, I said, there's all if if Bryson DeChambeau got fired into the sun, like it's it's okay, you know, it's totally fine. <laughs> I um, think Ricky coming is is a huge deal. Like that one star didn't, alone. Will didn't be he big. barely make the like he didn't make the cut of his close. last one though, and then yeah. it wasn't it close in terms of him making mm-hmm. it. So in terms of name uh, uh, recognition, good thing he did make it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, did make the cut uh, to to make this tournament. So listen, it starts on Thursday. It's out of John's neck of the woods and. To that should be a fantastic event. To that point, Gary's the one who enlightened me on this, and I think he's right about Memphis's golf tournament. And I'm not saying that stars don't matter, but I think Gary's made this point on the air, and I want to get your thoughts on this. In Memphis, it's not that golf isn't big because it is big here. We're getting a top golf, you know, like it's a pretty big sport here. But it's more of a beer party, isn't it? Like I always go out there and kind of cut it up with some of my friends, get a beer, watch the range a little bit, go over there. If if anybody I know can get me in a tent, it'd be fun. But you know. It's more of a beer party, isn't it? Uh, Am I wrong about that? No, I mean, I, 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 I went out there most recently, probably 20, uh, we, I think we went out there 2019, right? We, we yeah. did the show from out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, not, it's, it, it's not my event, right? I, I acknowledge that fully, but, you know, I'm wearing a Raiders hoodie and, you know, flip-flops. So it's just, it's just, you know, it's not for me in that sense. But yeah, like I've I've had fun there before. I've had you know you go to the it was the Michelob tent. I think it usually is. I don't know if it is now still. But uh, you know I'm sure there are people out there who who probably do like to follow the golf. And it, and and by the way, who it probably doesn't matter if it's Jason Day or right. Will's Alatoris or yeah, because this is the one thing we get. You know, this is the one thing we get every single year. Um, do you like anybody in this field, Jason? Like you got your eye on anybody? Have you like have you have you handicapped it? No, I haven't broken down. You know, well, I need you to handicap it, buddy. I don't need to do that. It starts on Thursday, so we got plenty of time. Let's look. Let's see if I can find some some odds on Superbook. Isn't Will Zalatoris due? I mean, good grief! That guy always is the bridesmaid, never the bride. Um, I don't know if we have him here on uh, on Superbook. What's Finau's in this thing too, right? Yep, is Tony in there? I think we got Tony. He's a good one. Finau's in there. I mean, I'm assuming Rory's the favorite, right? If they're odds, I don't, again, his last tournament he didn't look so hot. So I don't know. I don't know if he's just the favorite off name alone. I don't think he's been playing particularly well, at least here, extremely recently. Okay, let's John Rom. Oh, is he? Is he in this? Yeah, he is. He's he is plus two thousand. The favorite is Rory. Favorite is Rory plus nine hundred, followed by Justin Thomas plus fourteen hundred. I'm thinking about Ricky. <clears throat> yeah, Ricky's not the favorite. Hmm. Yeah, Ricky is uh, way down here. Well, yeah, and a lot of those heavy hitters like Johnson won it a couple of years back in the middle of the COVID year. Or no, it was, yeah, it was two years ago. Remember I mean, he had that big drive on 18? Yeah. Look, I don't know anything about golf. I don't know how people, be- I don't know, I don't know how people begin to pick. Oh, it's I think lot. this it's, guy's going to have like yeah. a great week. But I would, you know, Will Zalatoris, I always see him like, you know, involved. <laughs> He's always involved in like the, you know, like the last few holes. That's not a bad one. I mean, Justin Thomas is a beast, though, so it's one of those things. Yeah, Justin Thomas is a good pick. Mm-hmm. 
you're not getting like you're not getting a ton of value. There's no that, Dustin so. Johnson, right? No, he's no, on he's that. Live. He's all in live. He's live, dog. All in live. He's live laugh. He took love. he took all the money. Live laugh. Move. <laughs> him him Just, and Phil. Justin Thomas looks to me like the pick. All right, that's your pick. Okay. That's my initial. I'm going to roll the with names that you said. I'm going to roll with Zalatoris because I I just feel like at some point you get tired of like getting so close, you know. And and uh, I'm going to pick John Rom. I followed John Rom last year. He's he can hit it long. He's due. All right, so you're well, going, you're going that, with Rom. That's plus two thousand. Yeah, I got good value there. Now, if one of y'all hit, you're going to be committed to a weekly golf segment. Okay, hey. here on the show. <laughs> I don't think the hit, listeners so need that from us. That if if <laughs> no. your pick comes in here, it's a commitment. <laughs> I mean, are you, so justice for Taylor Gooch? Mm. No. Should he be allowed to play, dude? I mean, you got to look. Get off the fence. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm okay, Jeff. Yeah. Get off the fence. Joe Tomek uh, will join the show tomorrow. He is the director this year. They have a new director here for the FedEx St. Yeah, Jude Championship. That. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one, though. I don't think we can ask him about that federal case, man. I don't think he's in. Yeah, I don't he, think you can ask him about the he, case. He's in. He's in a position to talk about it. So I'm just. That's why I'm going with you. That's why I'm trying to ask you if you just think they should be allowed to play in the tour, man. But I guess you're also your hands are tied with it being an open investigation and everything. Yeah. So you'll I'm, you'll wait for justice. I'm too caught up in what's going on in the Gundy case right now. <laughs> there's a lot to break I mean, down I mean, there. It there's, appears there's, there's it's really, more. It's, we need to know what the rest. What of this the hell was. is the rest of the story? Well, we, no, it, it, honestly, here's the truth. Okay, uh, and yeah. I, I'm going to be the one to say it because I have no problem saying it. What, careful, careful. What, what is going on with Joey Solipak? What is happening? Is he suspended? Is he gone? Is he coming back? He is on the ballot for the uh, best of Memphis meteorologists in the uh, flyer. What's the deal? I I feel like honestly, be, like forget the BS. Is he here? Is he working or the, employed by Fox? Do the viewers not deserve an answer? Oh, John. Do, I mean, the guy clearly has been on the air for twenty years for a long time. He clearly has a big support group. There was a petition out there to uh, keep him in that spot, and like there has been no announcement formally by Fox or the group that owns them. I feel like it's time. It's time to say what is going yeah, on. Yeah, they're not owned by Fox. Yeah, yeah, you get that. It's time. Nope. Yeah, whatever the you know the corporate. It's like group us is. and ESPN. It's do you a, not? Do you not agree that it's time for people to have, like? There needs to be some clarity to the the uh, the city and the, his viewers have have earned that. I feel like. Well, uh, I think they're trying to avoid a PR uh, nightmare, John. That if they announce that they've moved on from Joey Selopek, they'll get the whole "you guys canceled Joey" backlash. And then it starts again for them. Yeah, um, that's the other side of what they got initially that said, "Hey, you shouldn't be using you know this word when you're comparing Draymond Green to a." We, we don't even know go back into it, but that's the point. I think Fox has abstained from making any official announcement on it because they're trying to let the thing blow over again. They've sort of left us to kind of try to figure out whether they suspended Joey or whether they actually fired him for uh, for what he said on Twitter. What was this back in May? Uh, oh, yeah, because it, it was during the playoff run. We were playing Draymond. Draymond was the center of this thing. Could it right. be a quarter suspension? Could so, that be it? I mean, we're coming up I, on... I've never heard of such. Remember, I know. 90 days, a 90-day suspension? I think we're past, I want to... Aren't it we? It's May 9th. Uh, we're past... We're, we're, we're past close. three months. Maybe we see Joey We're right there on three months. I've never heard of a quarter suspension. And I don't think anybody that I know of at Fox hadn't either. Again, there was maybe a month long. Maybe it's two months. Nobody... You know, and, and, and the other part about it was, if I'm not mistaken, I think she's still there. I saw her a few weeks ago. They went out and hired a, a woman who had done weather down in Orlando and was right. pretty uh, – she'd gotten out of the game but but is now back in. So, again, you know, you don't see Joey in any of the promos still. So, again, I, I just wonder if they've moved on, but they've abstained from making an announcement on it for fear, again, of backlash from the other side. That, okay, you can't you, 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 you took Joey off the air because of this. Didn't do sensitivity training or whatever – would have been an alternative route. So I think they're trying to avoid more more, yeah. more of a PR. I, yeah, but well, at deal. some point, I mean, it's going to be like, all right, he hasn't been on the air and, and whatever. Well, but it just in, in that way, it just goes away. It just leaves me and you talk about it, but then but it makes no news, and no one's talking about it the rest of the day. Well, I'm not, and they've gone on about their business. I'm not going to just Again, take this line down. I demand answers for the people. Okay. I mean, I, it was a, it was a it was one of the highest profile stories in the NBA playoffs in that time and in Memphis, and it was just like, eh. They were talking about it on the national pressers during the NBA. Well, what's finals. weird is that locally, I haven't playoffs. seen anybody like going after that story. Right, to that no, point. right. Like you, you have entertainment writers around right. here locally no, right. or whatever that 
you know, write about you know local television uh, uh, comings yeah. and goings. To yeah. your point, to use a phrase of yours, well, don't and, be doing that. And they haven't really gone. You haven't seen any. Well, Fox still hasn't announced anything on Joey. So you right. haven't seen any sort of desire or push to find out the yeah, answer. Yeah, no, it's true. And, and like, so while, like you're the only one, you know, go out here. Yeah, well, well, I'll be it because there was no answer. Yeah, but I, but to your point, I don't think there's a great push here to find out. The, the Look, formal, I, 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 did you I keep them it. or not? I get it. I get exactly why Fox would want that. Or you know, yeah, I think that's what they're 13, doing. 13, right? I get why they would want that story to go away. But it sort of, it, it to me, it begs another question. Is that because he is actually gone? Is that because you have officially moved on from him and you just don't want to say it out loud? I mean, because to me, that's ludicrous as well. That's insulting your intelligence or the viewers. Like, oh, we just don't notice that Joey's gone? Like, come on, man. You know, and while we're going to borrow each other's phrases here without proper, you know, without, uh, you know, asking permission, you know, I, just I don't it to you, but I don't need your permission. I don't want to re-adjudicate what happened. That's not what it's about. It's yeah, just you about, don't ask my permission. You <laughs> it's just about whether you guys or not have free license it, all these words. It happened. Whether or not, indeed, there has been a decision on that personnel. You know, I mean, I mean it's one of those things, you know. So I just, it got me thinking when you when you brought up, you know, Gundy. Uh, yeah, Hale Gundy. Yeah. Like and. and uh Again, we're not here to to uh, arbitrate whether or not it was it's the right decision or the wrong decision. It's just did it happen? You know, I think that's that's kind of the fair thing. Because if one of us was gone, buddy, it would not be like all right, three months. You know, let's just hope nobody ever asks. I mean, <laughs> no, I, well, I, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I've, I've paid attention to see if they've named another chief meteorologist because that's what Joey was. But even in terms of the the new additions, I haven't seen anyone be moved to. Sort of be promoted into the chief meteorologist spot, which is right. the head spot of that. Right. As far as I know, everybody's still just meteorologists. Right. Everything else, they have taken them out of all the promos. Like they don't run right. anything right, with right, him right, anymore. Right, right, right. Like they've gone out of their way to erase him out of those things. Yeah. With no indication. I mean, that's the, no indication he's come back. And then when you start making hires, like I talked right, about, right, right, especially right, folks right. who are already proven in the game. Like this isn't some fresh face out of college. They went down and hired somebody proven down from Orlando again that had gotten out of the game, but is now back in. Mm. That 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 looks to me and like that's may, evidence they, of moving on. And they may not want to use the word chief so as to not at least pub, publicly so, so as to then not. It's a tip off that right. you have replaced. Him. So so you maybe tell her again. I'm just See, I think totally it's, it's total avoidance is right. on the Fox. Right. No, it is. Fox it's the strategy, right? Yeah. But like I think it's really hard to do that when when you're on when you're your on air personality. It's hard to avoid it. You know, just like if, uh, you know, for example, like if uh, if Jeff Calkins just like stopped showing up to work, you know, I don't think Brad's going to come on here every day for three months and just say, you know, no, it's fair. <laughs> like, I mean, Joey I mean, was a, to your point. Right. Joey was a staple. We all knew him. I'm like, right. you know we, what I'm saying? Like, we just start running national for you know three months. The, right. The, the truth is, you actually do the opposite. My, and again, I'm not perfect at this because there's no exact way to deal with something that that was a bad deal. That was bad. It was a national story. There's no perfect way to deal with this from their perspective. Right. There really isn't. So with that in mind, my theory has always been what you be straightforward early and often as fast as you can after you've come to a a a strategic decision. Right. You you say, okay, so-and-so is not on the air. They're not on the air for X amount, and you you get it done, and you put it out there. Well, and I think probably I would guess what complicates it is that, like uh, Kale Gundy, there are probably a lot of people in that building – who are vouching for him, mm-hmm. yet you have a pool from corporate in this world that we live in. Educational system in you Oklahoma. Know, sure. That says, you know, guys, go. I, I hear you, but... This guy became a story in the yeah. finals. Exactly. Gotta, you know, no, go. I mean, it's a, it's it's yeah. exactly right. So, anyway, like I, I don't want any, anything bad to happen to anybody ever, but, you know, this is just the, uh, you know, this is a story that I feel like we have not heard the end of, uh, the, the final chapter of, and I'm just... You know, you know I me. don't know that we will. I'm a from naturally the, curious we, person. From what we've just laid out, I don't know that you'll ever get a final chapter. That one written. was pretty public, though, and I think what was exceptional about it was the double down on perspective. And that might have been what sealed his fate, if that's what happened, right? I mean, that that. Uh, you no, know. no, no. Again, I'm not. I got no skin in that game. I'm oh, just yeah, being no. honest with you. Like when you double down on something, yeah. you've no. you've failed to be accountable in right. your first crack at the bat. You know, like me, like I'm. I am accountable for the fantasy football team that I drafted last year. Like I, I put that out there. I put that team out there, and I'm, I'm, did I make a playoff appearance, Jason? I did. But will I go back down the Saquon Barkley road again? No, I'm not going to do it. Barry Sanders says he's going to have a, a, a bounce back year. <laughs> I a would, monster year. I would, might want to take Saquon high. I would draft Barry Sanders. Today, before him, nice. before Stop. Saquon Barkley. Stop. I'm not being you, you fool me once. Shame on me. Barry probably got a few yards in him. I, I guarantee it, they will average the same yards per carry, 2.8. 
All right. Saquon will do some spectacular things every three games. At some games. point, he's going to stay healthy, right? I don't uh, know. He stays healthy. Dude's pretty good. No. You gonna you gonna you gonna bite the CMC apple? Heck no. <laughs> See, Not but you trying to tell me to draft Saquon, but you won't bite the CMC apple. I'm telling you, Jonathan Taylor's the one you want. No, he is. What about this? CMC or D Henry? Uh, who do we have on said D Henry's going to have a breakout? It was uh, it was uh, Mark Herslick. Yeah, right. last week. Yes, yes. He said that. I still take CMC, I guess. Ooh. You have to because the, yeah, the catches. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he mixes it up. And, and you have, like Baker Rafe is going to be dumping that thing down. Although Derrick Henry, what, a couple years ago, led Bennett to a title, didn't he? Not? Yes, he did. He rode him to a title. Yeah. We all laughed at him taking Derrick Henry that high. And then no, he, he saw I like the future Derek on Henry. that one. He saw the future on that one. But um, anyway, yeah, it's a, it's a busy weekend in Memphis. We'll have Joe Tomek on the show tomorrow to talk about the uh, FESJC and everything going on this week at TPC Southwind. And more. All right, we got Respect Burgers, mm-hmm. and then we're going to have on an institution, a true staple of Memphis media, uh, one of the best to ever do it, Jeff Calkins. He doesn't. You don't hear from him as much anymore. His his platforms are diminishing, right? As we know, he's just very much not overexposed, right? So we will have him at one twenty five to just sort of catch up. You know, how you been, man? Right. How's everything going? Actually, like we never lose track of his whereabouts. Right. That's exactly right. Like, what do you think about Memphis sports? Like, give us sort of just you know from you know ten thousand feet from where you are. Uh, so we'll do that at one twenty five. Stick around, Jason and John, ninety two nine FM, ESPN, ninety two nine FM, ESPN is Memphis's official back to school sports station for twenty twenty two. Y'all listen to ninety two nine FM, ESPN's hosts breaking down college and NFL football, summer hoops, news, Grizzlies, Tigers, and more, all for free anywhere on the Odyssey app or ask your smart speakers to play ninety two nine ESPN on Roku, Comcast, Xfinity TVs and 6.80 a.m. throughout the Mid-South. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Not my checklist three years ago. At two zeros to the one, I'm in a different mode. It's my life, do what I want, I be with different Make this the summer. It's still summer. I know kids are back in school, but like, check your thermostat. I, I let the thermostat tell the story, man. That's what informs me on what season it is. You know what I'm saying? So as long as my thermostat still got to run at 75, like, and it's running, it's the summer. Okay. So make it the summer down at Homer Scott and Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. They got cars on the lot. Wagoneers, Cherokees. Ram 1500s, incentives on all of those. Great cars on the lot, a great team. 
that wants to get you in those cars. They want to make a deal with you. So go see our friends at Homer Skelton Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Millington. Ask for our man Shaq. Yeah, don't worry about inventory. They got cars coming in daily out there, and if it's not in there, they'll go out and order it for you. They'll get it taken care of. Our man Shaq, as John mentioned, James Moore, Shaq, GM out there. All their salesmen, all super knowledgeable, all the way down to every button on every car in that lot. Uh, they're going to take you on that test drive. You're going to feel super comfortable. It's going to feel like family. My man Brian Hughes right in the back seat. So, Jason, do this, this, this with this giant Grand Cherokee as we were taking that test drive. I got real comfortable. So comfortable I bought it. It was the best shopping experience, car buying experience of my life can be for you as well. You can check out their selection online at homerskeltoncdj.com. Better off, just make the drive out there. 7661 U.S. Highway 51 North in Millington. As we said, ask for a man Shaq. Go see for yourself. I just a bunch of normal guys in the car biz. Change lives four tires at a time. Did you see, by the way, um, we're in like uh, Pro-Am um, you know, season right now in basketball. Yeah, layman terms. Um, and, which by the way, I'll I'll have an announcement on that front here very soon, which I'm excited to share with you guys. I, w- I will wait to do so publicly when I have more details to share. Um, <clears throat> but we are in pro am season. You didn't see this beat between Paolo Bancaro and uh, Dejounte Murray? Mm-mm. Oh, they're going back at it, man. They're going back and forth. So uh, him and him and uh, Paolo Bancaro playing in this whatever their whatever league it happens to be, right? <clears throat> and uh, and they go back and forth on social media. Dejounte Murray basically says uh, it was a, it was a heated battle. They're going back and forth. You know how it goes. Uh, Dejounte Murray says tried to flex that number one pick blank. I lost all respect. Paolo came back at him, said just make sure you guard up next time and stop sending doubles. Oh. So look. One's in Atlanta, one's in Orlando. They're gonna be going at it this season. Like I, I'm all about it. This is like this is this this is the era we live in now. You know what I'm saying? Like these guys send all the smoke on on social media, <laughs> and uh, you know it's gonna be everywhere. Palo Bancaro, by the way, breaking news uh, on here on 99 brought to you by Beat the Streak. Uh, he'll be the rookie of the year next year. It's just a matter of uh, you know what 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 are the production you know what's the production exactly look like? And I know you had a future on Jake Laravia, but Unfortunately, Paolo's going to have to take that down. It was Isaiah Thomas's annual summer basketball tournament. It's called the Zeke End, where these two. Yeah, I'm assuming that's probably back in Washington. Dejounte right? and Paolo. Yeah, I'm assuming so. Yeah, where they where the where this beef started. Yeah. But, um, I mean, there's no there's no side to take, but I I, I, I was going to say you you asked I, me to pick a side. No, here. I don't we want you to pick a side. We know which side you're on. I just feel like it's I think it's great. I think it's great that uh that a that a rookie is coming in. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 